We're in for a wild night. I wanted to, but there was a question because this meta had been kind of stale. There was a lot of this um, Kel'thas Druid and Switcheroo Priest running around and people complaining about the meta being crappy and not fun. And, you know, what do I play? What, how do you, how do you do this? And I thought this might be a good opportunity to talk a little bit about, you know, what does it mean to, you know, how do we, uh, how do we look at the meta? How do we read it? How do we select a deck to play? And I, I think that there's a big part of it. Uh, you know, being a good player is is one thing. You know, being a good pilot of, of a deck is, is something. But, like, how do you select the deck that you want to play anyways? I'll tell you, one time, I don't know, this is maybe a year ago at this point, but, like, I just wanted to play Q-Block really bad. I love that deck. It's my pet deck. I, I, I That was the first deck that I made gold. And, like... I just, I love it. Like the meta is completely averse to it. It was terrible. And I was like, I forced it to diamond five and it was miserable. It was absolutely miserable. And and I did it, but like, you know, so, so the idea is, well, how do I come up with something that is going to be both fun to play, but is also going to, you know, do well. Like I don't, can you get to legend with a you know 51 percent win rate like yeah it's just gonna take you forever and you're gonna be uh you know unhappy and and so part of that is is you know is looking at what's good and what are other people playing and either you know how do i counter that or how do i play the good you know what's good right now and you either play the good stuff or uh you play what counters the good stuff uh no life king yes please send me send me a list uh wherever here on discord like i love q block if you got a list i'll play it but anyways so so here was my take on it and i'm curious to hear everyone else's and and i suppose before we get into that there is an idea like you have to ask yourself what do you want from the game um uh home master you did not miss your question we're going to get to it really soon actually um is, is what do you want out of this game right do i want to climb ranks do i want to hit legend do I want to get top 500 or top, you know, whatever it is? Um, or do I just want to have fun doing my, um, you know, crazy combo Timmy type stuff? Or do I want to be out there achievement hunting? Like, what am I trying to do? And depending on what the answer is to that question, uh, you know, really changes all of this a little bit. And so when I was looking, you know, and everyone wants different things. For me, like I want to win. I want to hit legend, and and I want to do well. And if I'm losing a bunch, then I'm not, you know, having having as much fun. But different people are looking for different things. Uh, when I started out this month, there's there's always this like pre-expansion slump where there's not a lot of people playing. Everyone's kind of like, there's this. Hey, do I? The new cards came out. I think on April the eighth, I believe. Twelfth, uh, twelfth, which is a Tuesday, right? So the month Nate, we played them early. Okay, hey, you're right. That's right. It was the seventh. <laughs> it was the seventh when we played, and so that was uh, my confusion. My bad. Yeah, we we got early access. That was crazy. What a what a trip that was. was such a, a cool experience. Um, but right. So so the month resets on Friday, April one, and then we've got uh, about a week and a half, uh, ish. You know, before the set drops, and it's like, well. Do I do I play? Do I hit like D five or do I hit Legend, or do I wait for the new cards to come out? And there's so many people I think that were kind of just burned out because at the very end of the expansion cycle, like things are kind of stale, and uh, it's like, well, what do I play? And so um, I wanted to, for me personally, I wanted to hit Legend before the new set came out so that I, I was already there and then I could meme out or play experiment with the new stuff like once the new set came out. But because there was so few people playing, um, and and it was like, I don't know, there was less people, and people were kind of goofing around and playing like just janky stuff. Uh, I felt like, hey, I could instead of playing a real tryhard deck, I could play more of a, you know, heaven help me, I call this a meme deck. But uh, and so I hit Legend with with uh, Tip the Scales Paladin, like they had just reverted the nerfs of of Hyabas Allura. And Crab Rider, 
like, hey, this is a good opportunity to play the recently unnerfed cards and, and do something fun. I wouldn't normally, you know, do this. And like, I sailed into Leisure with this. It was super fun. But like, would I play this normally? I probably not. Uh, and then, and then getting into legend and and i see all of these people are getting like scammed by kelthus druid and and switcheroo priest and all this stuff was like well all right these are the two big decks so i either gotta play them or i gotta figure out how i'm gonna beat them and i don't really want to play them i really have no interest in playing switcheroo priest I, i mean i goofed around with a couple like the miracle priest and the and the you know, dark glare, light glare, whatever you want to call it, priest, and some of the miracle stuff. Um, you know, it was kind of, I felt like it was fun, uh, but it was not real consistent for me. And I, I'm not, I'm too much of a boomer, to, unfortunately, to play like APM decks. It just, I, I, I try, but I'm, I need lots of practice. And uh, it was just like, nope, not happening. And uh, I like, I like the miracle style if I know. Uh, how to do it but the miracle druid type stuff it's just i struggle with it uh and so it was like okay well if if everyone is playing these kind of crazy like combo dependent stuff then i'm just gonna smash them in the face and and so when i entered legend i was i don't know four or something and uh i had been playing standard for a week and was back up to 850 was under nine but it was it was somewhere and so i started playing this um aggro rogue with the swordfish card and just sailed back under under 500 again and and so i you know part of it you you have to be able to pilot the deck but it's also about reading the meta and being like all right well what you know what is going to play into the other stuff successfully uh so anyways and i think i have to give credit to blue train for this as well because uh we pulled out um ship's captain and and put in uh eviscerate instead and uh mm. my my deck uh well my win rate increased but i think even with this it was like some crazy 80 percent win rate or something back into uh uh top 500 i still would like to play a little bit more i wouldn't mind getting that 11x back but i don't know when you sent me this list, Nate, I immediately uh, made it on Asia, and I played it, and I went 3-0 because I had play three rogue decks. And then on EU, I also had a play three rogue decks, times two, so two quests, doing the same thing. And so I already have all the cards anyway. Like, the only new cards are what? Uh, the fillet fighter, fillet fighter, mm-hmm. and, and and swordfish, right? Like right, that's right. basically the new yeah. ones. So I I did that on EU as well, and also went three and zero to complete the quest. I'm like, hundred percent win rate. <laughs> I love this deck. That's so great. <laughs> like obviously small sample size, so like six and zero or whatever. But it's it's like I. I love aggro decks at the same time. I also like the other Stella decks, but like you said, Nate reading the meta and right now there are decks that are trying to get their combo off. How do you beat them? This deck, because this deck can go real fast, real hard. So it's, it's a great meta choice currently (laughs) right in the face, right in the face. (laughs) No, it's good. It's so fast. It's such a fast deck. By the way, then- I, I, I do want to give a shout out to uh, our friend Sheep as well, real quick. I'll, I'll put this up on screen. I'll do it. I'll just do a side by side so we can add both. But uh, Sheep was using another aggro deck is, is why I wanted to bring it up. But um, we had played this in the uh, the pre-release event and just did super well with it. Um and so it's a kind of an aggro token druid deck. But again, it plays well into the current meta. The one change that Sheep made from the uh, the one that we played in the stream was um, pulling out, uh, let's see here, adding the Claw Fury Adept and removing the 1-3 Beast. I don't recall what it was, Bottom Feeder or something like that, and adding the Claw Fury Adept. Um, but, you know, this, again, it's a very similar kind of, Meta call that did well. Now this, I think, was uh, 
Sheep was playing early on. This was like, I think maybe the day after, or it was like right after within a day or two of when the new set came out. And also, I wanted to bring it up because we're talking about meta calls. And so you have to know, um, you know, people are experimenting with new builds and, and trying to figure out, well, what's good and what's not, and things are moving slow. And so that like that is the perfect time for an aggro deck to just you know clean house, uh, and it, it's hilarious. It just it reminds me of Jack and his uh, nice nice new deck um, postings. At uh, anyhow, hey, this has new cards in it, so um, sheep is safe. But uh, any anyways, you know, I, I like it as a good example of, of also meta call. And so you know, any, any thoughts? Um, on this schmoopy, I know you uh, have many times, I think, quite quite a good read on what to play, how to, what to play into, and all of that. Yeah, my instincts were to like go to secrets when it when I started seeing like Switcheroo a lot or Kalthos. Um, and so, like something that I did like almost off the back was I tried Secret Mage, mm-hmm. um, but Explosive Runes is useless. Um, yeah, it's a twenty twenty pick. So I I cut my Explosive Runes for Potion of Polymorph. Which was actually incredibly effective. Um, <laughs> I found myself, and I named my my deck Lamb Not Bacon. Um, <laughs> Do you get any friend requests? <laughs> I did not get any friend requests, but I had a lot of people who were like, had a lot of people like play the board, and then you could see them start to playing cards, and then like, <laughs> wait, like, sort of that pause of <laughs> like wait, what happened? Um, and so like I. But I, I kept playing Secret Mage, but then I, I noticed, and this is post-Legend, I, I hit Legend Day 3 with Shadow Priest. I think I came in at 77, and then like played like what? hipster stuff. Hipster stuff to kind of like float down gently, because like that first week you're still playing against like 11Xers and streamers, and like people who are just going to come up and like murder you. Um, I still remember the time that like Zeddy just absolutely blew me out when I was playing like my Spell Mage, playing all Spell Mage. And like Zeddy just comes through with APM and he's just like, okay, that's funny. Um, so I try to play like like sort of off meta, like tier two, tier three stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm I'm here. I am experimenting with the new meta, trying to figure out all right what what works against these combo decks. And I'd seen somebody suggest also like all right, aside from disruption, you can also out armor them. So like something I had a lot of success with was um, I heard somebody say that like Questline Druid actually does okay into it. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll dust off my questline druid and try that out and my odd questline druid actually like kind of farms switcheroo priests because like you armor up to like 41 health um which is one more than you need uh and a a giant taunt as well right well well you don't get the giant taunt right away but you armor up to 41 health like turn three turn four and you can run cards like mulch and naturalize so make as big a board as you want i'm 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 just gonna just hard remove it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then hit you in the face forever good luck with that <laughs> um so like you know you kind of figure out what like what the best decks are trying to do and then you try to counter it um which sounds like really simple and really easy and like sometimes it's impossible because you have someone like, like my fear is in the next meta the bet and then the best deck is going to be shaman um and the thing about free shaman is it's like it's really hard to counter. It's almost impossible to like hard counter it. It's not polarized. That's like the draw of it. Is it is it just sort of like has a neutral matchup into almost everything? Yeah. Um. So like coming up with you kind of try to come up with a game plan that's at least good into that deck because that's probably the deck you're going to see the most often. Unless it's not. Um. My met my climbs the legend are probably different than anybody else who who listens to the podcast for the most part. The majority of the people who do. Because I try to make it as fast as possible, which means that the majority of the meta I see is more aggro focused. I see, you know, the aggro decks climb the fastest. So I'll see a higher percentage of pirate warrior than you would suspect on a normal meta day. Like there's no way there's this many pirate warriors on ladder. Well, I see them all because like they're winning kind of quick games, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. So like, you know, you're, you're trying to kind of like, I find myself kind of jockeying for making a meta call, not only like, okay, what's good in the meta now, what's good in THL, but also when things speed up and people, I'm not facing all the slow decks, what should I play? Because I, I, I queued up this month, I queued up Mechathune Warlock to start. I brought that to D5. So I was like, all right, this is going to be great. I'm going to clean up all the slow druids. I saw like two slow druids. Hmm. 
and that was it because everybody else was climbing with something much faster. Yeah. Yeah. So like you really kind of have to like, you kind of have to keep an eye on your MMR band and what you're going to be seeing and also kind of your circumstances and where you are on the ladder. Um, I know the other deck I had a lot of success with this month was uh, even hunter primarily because I can run pressure plate. I think um, a better deck overall, but I haven't done much experimentation with it. It's probably secret hunter right now, like specifically in this meta. Yeah. Because you yeah. run so much disruption into Kael'thas Druids and Switcheroo Priests. Um, right. They can play yeah. around Pressure Plate by potioning one of your minions and having Pressure Plate kill it. But, like, it's really, really hard. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, I want to okay. give a, a big shout-out to um, our, our buddy over at EU, um, old Emo Dave. He's uh, got a. He's probably one of the most prolific uh, uh, Hearthstone TikTok accounts. Actually, if you want to check it out. But uh, I watched him stream last weekend in Wild, uh, doing. I think it was. A, he was already in Legend, but he was doing a, a climb and watch him climb like tons of ranks, playing Secret Hunter, facing off against. I mean, it was mostly Kel'thas Druids and and Switcheroo Priests, and this deck was just eating him alive because the uh, the secrets between. Um, the uh, fr- freezing trap or whatever it's called that makes the spells go back. Yeah. And um and no God I don't, there's two I get the names all. Honestly, explosive trap is fine into into switcheroo because they make a twenty one bore. So like if they attack with the like you know they they don't get forty damage mm. they can only get twenty damage there you probably have wandering monster up or freezing trap like there's just like yeah there's like you can mm. throw so much black and at the same time you're hitting them in the face. That's yeah. so smart. So, like. Well, and it's uh, you know, it's kind of crazy because it's like, okay, I've got, I've got the spell or the secret that that, you know, makes your your last spell. It's a you know the counter spell or whatever that puts it back to your hand. Freezing ice, counter spell trap, and yeah, then ice trap, yeah. and then I've got the other freezing trap, right? So that you could play your boar and and rush it in, and then it uh, goes back to your hand, and then I've got pressure plate that you cast a spell and it just nukes your minion. And there was so much disruption that if that's what you're seeing, like that's a good meta call. And I think it's important to differentiate, like what is making a meta call in, in, in terms of deck selection selection versus like putting crappy tech cards in your deck. Yes, uh, for sure. You know, because that, that I, I think, and this is my opinion, you know, you take it, take it with a grain of salt. I think it's really important in, in choosing the right deck but it needs to be well-rounded. I'm not a proponent of playing bad tech cards, uh, personally. You know, I mean, it depends. I think a very good resource for, for people is to, uh, especially when you're starting out, use use a deck tracker or keep track somehow of, like, what are you facing? Um, and if there's something that's, like, everywhere, like, okay, maybe we figure out a way to tech around it. But, like, yeah. am I going to put in some goofy tech card uh, against the you know my one bad matchup that I don't see very often but feel no. super bad to lose to, like I don't think it's a good idea. In now, general, it's always better to stick to what your game plan is, what your win condition is for your deck, right? And so, yeah, going crazy, going oh well, if I rat this or you know if I need a Galaka crawler or I need a hungry crab because all these decks now you're diluting your win con at this point well, yeah that, your win con should be win not not to not lose right i mean have you ever yeah. seen the like a chinese set deck list and been like holy tech w like how do they put all the things here <laughs> there's a there is a school of thought out there that it's like all right well you like the top players in china like almost will tech for every bad matchup on ladder well but it might be because they see like a greater variety of stuff like when they queue in high legend they're not I imagine they're not necessarily queuing into the same five people over and over again, right? Like, so, like, you can, well, you kind of yeah. have to kind of, I don't know. It's a different philosophy. I agree with you yeah. guys, though. I don't agree with, with sticking in bad tech cards. I would rather, I would rather, rather than trying to, like, glue um, scissors onto my rock, I would rather just play scissors. Yeah, yeah. Well, and again, so I think the idea is, right, I'd rather win than not lose. Now, there's sort of an exception, I think, as someone who played Free Shaman for like a, a good three months in a row. Um, at at one point, like it, we kind of jokingly 
uh, like Free Shaman turned into, like it was just the ultimate tech deck. That's all we run is nothing but tech cards. Yes. And it works. And I, I feel like maybe that's sort of the exception to the rule. Uh, but if it, there's also cards that are, I think, universally good. Um, Lotheb is a great example, right? Like it's good against any class. And to some example, like we started seeing maybe some fringe, like Boom Pistol Bully, but like when the quests got were everywhere, Quest Hunter and, and Quest Pirate Warrior, like it stalls them out a turn. And it's good for, you know, if nothing else, Battle Cry minions. And so that's going to hit all kinds of stuff. You know, it hits your, um, uh, the, uh, Pillager Rogue and whatever else, you know. And so if, if it, you've got like a multi function, um, tech choice is like, Okay, yeah, better than my like one matchup, my one feels bad matchup. I remember when Kingsbane was good, uh, you know, people start running like Cobalt Sticky Fingers, and it's like for for the you know ten percent of your matchups where where you're facing this, and you're probably still gonna lose to it. Uh, like, don't bother playing it. And but... they were running it for the for the mirror too to steal it back. It's hilarious. <laughs> Always laughing, and and to be honest, I mean, I pulled the list. Uh, I think it was from Tempo Storm uh, in one of the three. So I played, I played that free shaman for, for three full months. And one of the times, like there was a list that was running a stick, a Cobalt sticky fingers in it. And so I, I used it, but I will say it was, I don't think it was for any sort of rogue. It was, there was a bunch of combo druids that it was like, let me steal your twig. Um, and rod like still rod from warlock yeah and it was it was the the rod of discord or whatever from warlocks you're playing a lot of mechathune at the time and so was multi-use um so i don't know interesting i feel like i'm going down a rabbit hole so somebody should stop me but like interesting philosophy that being said there is a pocket meta depending on where you're at and so you know you have to kind of analyze that too and i don't know that i have any real solid advice aside from like maybe use a deck tracker uh to kind of monitor like hey what am i playing against uh because if you schmoopy maybe you're better to talk about this but there's there's like logic fallacies right that uh you know if i face into a a deck that feels bad to lose to um i'm gonna feel like it's more prevalent than it probably actually is because it's just it's a bad experience Mm-hmm. But when you can actually look at like raw data, especially more, you have to look at more than five or ten games. Like you, you got to look at quite a bit and 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 run numbers. Um, so th- this deck trackers are good for that type of thing. Yeah. Also, when you look at like say Hearthstone dash uh, decks dot net, right, and you see someone, they're they're you know top ten legend. They just went five and zero. Oh, their deck is posted. Right. You can copy you can paste it and you're like okay i'm gonna do this well guess what they have their most likely their own pocket meta so there's gonna be tech cards in there because they're in you know this top 50 this top 20 meta right so just because they have whatever insert tech card here in their deck doesn't mean you should be running it at gold five no and top definitely there is more more of a pocket meta in in top legend than there is anywhere else and so sometimes you'll see these lists that are um have some interesting tech tech cards that you don't need to play you know in probably 90 95 percent of the latter um where you know in top top 100 legend or whatever where you're facing the same 10 people over and over and over versus if you know if you're climbing uh you know, or grinding your way towards legend or towards diamond five or whatever your, your goal is. Um, and so, yeah, the other piece is, uh, you know, tournament decks are different than, than ladder decks. And, and the other piece is we, um, I mean, two, two kind of other philosophies, you know, looking at a deck list, uh, doesn't mean that you're going to be good at playing it. A lot of times this stuff takes practice. Um, this, this deck that you brought here, Ogre's, Ogre's, uh, Warlock. When I first looked at this, I'm not joking. I thought, what is this pile of cards here? Like, this is a, this, you gotta be joking me. Um, but you gotta be good at playing. Like, I'm sure if you know what you're doing, but like, if I just took this list and I try to play this, like without understanding how it works, that's a problem. Um, (laughs) and 
you know, so there's that. And the other piece that and we all do this and it's kind of funny and, and maybe it's a little cruel, but like, hey, like you'll see this. I think Hydra, you just said you'll see some lists like, oh, yeah, I went five and oh with this in Legend and like it's a trap, um, yeah. you know, OK, world. you know, that the the um, sample size is just so small that like it, it's not. Well, I, you take it with a grain of salt is what I'm trying to say. And not that it's not a good list or that it's not, you know, fun or enjoyable or, or whatever. It's just, a, you know, if I'm looking at uh, trying to, to, you know, to make a decision, like I want to see something with numbers. So I, I love looking at HS Replay. I love looking at um, at uh, Vicious Syndicate because I know these are all data driven or, or seeing what the experts say. I, you know, I love looking at Tempo Storm. Now that's not to be said. You can't hit legend with an off-meta deck. I've done it more often than not. Um, I can't tell you the times of I've hit legend with a tier three or tier four deck, but like, oh, it's just you gotta you gotta know how to play it. So, yeah, it has to be it has to be the right conditions for that deck. Like, there's a reason why a deck is tier like three, right? A tier a tier three deck is really like, or a tier two deck is really feeding off of a positive relationship against most popular decks but maybe is being held back by a specific one mm -hmm. so like a great example of that used to be like well this deck is like you know there might be a deck that's being held back by dark glare well if you don't see a lot of dark glare then maybe it's a good deck for you to play because even mm -hmm. though it's tier two on let's say like the tempo you know the tempo storm list where like it's these are top players and they're seeing you know the top variety of decks um in your particular little ecosystem, it might make sense for you to play it. And I will say there are definitely striations in the ecosystem um, from what I've seen. Like Top Legend, obviously, it's its own little pocket meta. You have people playing each other. Like they're queuing up and sometimes they're playing each other, you know, the same people multiple times. They know what they're playing. They're worrying about counter queuing. They're worrying about like, well, they're on my friends list. I'm going to spect spectate them for a second. See what deck they're playing, and then counter cue them with the different with a deck that beats that deck. Yeah. So like, there's like little shenanigans that can happen in like I'm gonna say you know starting in like you know top three fifty and up, um, mid legends like people who are really pushing hard for eleven x are for the most part pretty much memeing. Like they're playing like they're cool like homebrew stuff, but they're also usually pretty confident pilots and usually pretty like. I'm not going to say conservative deck builders, but they're not straying too far from meta stuff. Mm -hmm. So like they're talented deck builders and they, they, they are also talented pilots. So you see some like cool stuff in there. And then um, there's a little layer between mid legend and low legend. And at low legend, you have kind of like two types of players. You have the players that are basically like, okay, I hit legend with my tryhard deck and that's all I play, but I'm not good enough to crack into mid legend. And then you've got people who are at like diamond one, diamond two, diamond three, trying to claw their way in. By far the most competitive section, I think, on anywhere in the legend ladder is between D5 and D1. Oh, yeah. There's very little meaning. There's very little um, like fun to be had. Like there are people who hang out at the diamond four, diamond five floor and meme and like play fun stuff. But I've found that that like traditional like rank five, like meme paradise has moved down to diamond 10 which is far enough away where it feels like mm. um, you can have fun, but you're not too close to the tryhards who are trying to hit legend. That's interesting. Dude, I have to and tell you D five hell or rank five hell, the old rank five hell. Yeah. The rank. Yeah. I will yeah, tell you, man, from, from D one to legend is terrifying because yeah. I know that I'm queuing into people who are in dumpster legend and they're playing their meme decks or, and maybe that's, maybe that's mean or insensitive. What happens sometimes is like I hit legend and then I want to play my fun thing. I want to play right. my, my goofy combo or my flashy thing or my fun thing or whatever it is that like I, yeah, I donate stars that I don't, you know, I, I may not be uh, able to climb as efficiently with this. And, but like, I feel safe to do to, to play with this once yeah. I hit legend. And for me, like trying to hit legend at, at diamond one facing off these meme decks as my like legend bosses these are so difficult to uh, play into because you don't know like what the heck is this card? What are they trying to do? What is going on here? Why did they, what, wait a minute. And like, if I'm playing against a meta deck, like 
I know what I'm playing into. I know what the matchup is. I know how to beat it. I know what I'm looking for. And when I queue into like Reno Dragon Paladin, like what? I I don't know what to do or what to play. Like I'm just trying to one win, of the best you know? streamers I've ever seen. I think what helps that is like that helps your identification skills. Uh-huh. So the reason why I play down where I play is like I see a wider variety of decks. I like after I see two or three cards, I have an idea what they're trying to do. Um, but the best person, the person I learned that from, from watching, the best person I learned that from is Raffle. Oh, a hundred percent. Raffle does it better. Raffle does it better than anybody yep. I've ever seen. Agreed. Like, yeah. Streaming. Like he looks at, it, he goes, oh, I bet this is like a Reno, Reno spiteful deck. And you know, out comes the Zephyrus or out comes the Kazakus. And then, oh, look, they did a, they did a spiteful thing. Haven't seen any spells to mage. Uh, maybe it's like a Reno. Cause I, and like, that's the thing is like, you kind of feel it out. And like, I think Ben from work said it once in the day. Also, he's played those decks too. So he knows. Mm-hmm. I know. Well, yeah. But like, <laughs> Ben from work said it once. Like, he's like, you know, I, I lose more to in the dumpster. Like, he, he spent the time, like, as a, like a monk, just hanging out in like the wild dumpster, just like playing Mazaki Mage until his eyes bled. And then Mazaki Mage was meta and he like absolutely like took off. Um, but there was a time where like secret majors everywhere. He was getting farmed. He's like, yeah, I, I lose more to bad players. Cause I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. You know, like, and he's saying, he's saying it bad players. Cause he's like, you know, he's saying he's, he's queuing into like diamond 10. Odds. I mean, I, there's some really talented players down there just playing their favorite stuff that aren't really interested in hitting legends. So you'll, you'll hit some other sharks. Like, yeah. like me, like I'm playing my goofy stuff and it's just like, well, it's like, I'm actually, I'm actually pretty good even though you're at platinum five and you're queuing into me. Um, wild card does that. He's, he's yeah, chilling wild, down there. Yeah, wild card, uh, cyber one, right? Like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. like jewels, like guys who might not have the time to, to climb all the way up to legend. So they play as high as they feel like playing on ladder and they're just solid, just playing what they want to play. Um, you know, so, so I think like to a certain extent, um, I do think to a certain extent, like you're, I don't think it's as striated as you might think as far as like, oh, well, D3 is its own pocket meta and D2 is its own pocket meta. No, I think like D4 to D1 is pretty much uniform as far as as far as metas go. Like, I think it's like, well, all the druids hang out at D1. No, that's not really the case. Like, that's just who you're queuing into. But I think like to a larger extent, like on the ladder as a whole, there are little layers. Like I can tell at a certain level, like, okay, this pirate warrior is going to be running hatchet instead of Ankar. And sure enough, the whetstone hatchet comes out. <laughs> and I know at a certain level, this pirate warrior is not going to be running patches. And sure enough, it just never shows up. It's just a standard pirate warrior list. Um, so, like, you know, it's you see that too. Um, but, but, like, you know, as far as, like, kind of analyzing your pocket meta, you know, give it a couple days, see what decks you're seeing most often, and then either look up or ask advice, or if you're knowledgeable enough, counter what you're seeing. Yeah. So like try to, but but keep in mind too, the whole picture of what you're seeing, not just like you know I had a month once where I was just like well, I'm going to swap to Shadow Priest, but Taxus Paladin was everywhere, so like I swapped off of Pirate Warrior to play Shadow Priest. First thing I queued into was Taxus Paladin. Like what have I done to myself? <laughs> Right. So like it and and it's I'm not doing a conspiracy. It's like, oh, you always counter, you know, queue into your counter matchup. It's like, yeah, but you're going to queue into your counter matchup. That's like on average, you will. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you just have to you just, you know, you have to do your best to make, you know, like you said, Nate, a a neutral matchup spread. But like if you get a bead and you want to take a read and and take it for a ride, take it for a ride. But know that like, you know, small sample size, it, it might not work out. And that's okay. Yeah, and you hit legend, you're happy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and the the other piece is like you're you're gonna hit bad matchups. I always do the, uh, you know, that that quote uh, from from Star Trek, like you can do nothing wrong and still lose. Like, you know, that happens. It's fine. You just have to move on. And, and there's a lot of um, you know emotional intelligence and and like self. Uh, you know, regulating that you have to do easier said than done by all means. And yeah. that's a topic for a different day, but, um, anyway, talk about the pile of cards. <laughs> yeah. Briefly talk about, if you want to talk about this pile briefly. of cards, but briefly. I also wanted to get into that question as well from, from home master had a question for you. Right. Um, 
and uh and then we've got a, a listener challenge to talk about so but yeah what is yeah. what is this so i i know ogre okay. ogre was streaming the other night uh but it hit rank one legend with this with this warlock uh pile of cards here and i saw that i saw rank one legend mediocre ogre uh, and i'm like what like on my friends list uh, right number one legend i'm like what just happened i mean i i can i have an idea from from looking at this but like I would have thought for me personally, like when I look at this, Hey, this looks fun. I think I know how to play it maybe, but, but like into my, like how, how is this going to play into my, you know, my, my druids and switcheroos. I mean, I do see a dirty rap, but yeah. Yeah. The fun thing about this deck, right? So it runs dirty rat. It runs plague of flames. So right there, turn three, you can win the game. They play switcheroo. You play dirty rat. Every time you snipe their boar, of course. Um, and you and you play Plague of Flames and you win. Um, if you don't dirty rat their board, probably died. Um, but if you but if you do, then it's like okay, game on. Now I can now I can might do my thing. Same thing with Kalthos. Same thing with like you know Barnes. An early Barnes hit can be good. Um, but an additional little piece of tech that I like that this this deck has had. He's been playing this since whenever Altar of Fire came out, and like he's got he's gotten Rotted Zombie to work on this a little bit. Um, like he is, this has been a pet debt for Ogre and, and Mediocre Ogre. Um, King Ogre on Ladder has become, I think, um, one of my favorite deck builders ever. Yes. Um, because he's he's come up with some like high level janky looking stuff. And I swear <laughs> it works like a Swiss watch. Like, like um, you know, he's got like a Calamos OTK that works great. Um, the best the best part about this deck, though, is um, with the dredge mechanic, it's it's calling a card up to the top of your deck, right? Yeah. So rogues playing swordfish, they're putting a high attack pirate up to the top of their deck. Yeah. Ultra fire. Rip that sucker. All right, your your pirate's gone. Uh, and three other you know, two other cards in your deck. I lose three cards, but I don't really care because I'm working towards the win condition of having an empty deck so that I can play Kazakasan. Mm-hmm. So that I can play Nomi. So I can heal up with Reno. Um that's why the um the four mana, what's the four mana board clear in here? I, I it's, the text is too small, I can't read it. Uh Soul Rend. Soul Rend. Soul Rand. Soul Rand is dirty, dude. Five five damage is a hell of a breakpoint, even in our formats. That kills a smite. That kills a lot of things. Um, mm-hmm. And if you blow up all your cards and you have Reno in hand, or you have Kazakusan in hand, or you have Nomi in hand, you don't care. Uh, so you just turn to your through your deck as fast as possible. It puts your scavengers online. It puts your quillbore online that are like you know they can't go face, but they're like little mini cloud princes with life steal um and you and you you know you beat your opponent senseless through war of attrition and then you all of a sudden you have this giant value bomb um that ends up just like smoking them and they they have no answer for it i think it's a really cool deck i think um if you're listening to the podcast or you watch the video i hope that uh this comes out and you get a chance to play it because like it's it's honestly it's one of the more fun decks um probably gonna be jamming it all weekend it's one yeah of the more fun decks that I've, I've had to play I've, I've played earlier versions of this so i have some experience mm-hmm. um don't worry about burning cards just rip it just yeah. like you know do what you have to do to survive but you know for the most part you're trying to get to the end and if you have kazakasan or nomi in hand like let loose have fun um it's it's just it's such a sick list looks like a um, oh yeah i wanted to highlight it as something like this is what we're going to lose with that kazakasan nerf yeah um, a deck like can't this can't exist because the stipulations oh. are just too tough you cannot run four dragons in this list <laughs> hey, no you know what i mean i i almost wonder i almost wonder if you you know can we ever make the uh the 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 soul abyssals or whatever they're called uh work in something like this but yeah i don't know Hey, for anyone listening uh, or watching this, I, I dropped the code in in the Twitch chat here, but it's in our show notes as well. So uh, the show notes are available um, from our website. We do them all in Google Docs so that you can um, pull them up and copy paste. Anyways, uh, sorry, but but yeah, no, this is this is crazy and I, definitely high skill cap. I haven't seen Chef Nomi in ages, so right. Uh, it's pretty pretty spicy meatball you got right here. I, I love it, and I think it's I think it's worth exploring if you have the cards. If you don't have Nomi, like play Nero, play play something else. You play something else. Yeah, just like play Zap, like just like just have fun because this thing is just a ton of fun. Yeah, yeah. Hey, so we did get a question from Home Master about um, 
Well, this whole idea, so here's the question. How do you decide what specific cards to include based on the meta if you are running a typical or off-meta deck? I mean, this gets into our conversation a little bit that, I mean, I think for me personally, like if I'm going to put in some tech cards, I want it to be something universal, like, you know, or, or have multifunction. I think that's why I had no qualms with like Questline Hunter running Flare. Like, cool. Like it, it takes care of the ice block, but like Hunter needs draw really bad. And it's also a one mana spell. So it, so it works well, you know, with my, um, with my, ha uh, no, Tavish to, you know, hey, it's a one mana spell. And so you know, if something can be multifunction, I think that's great. But when we start getting into like wonky tech choices, like, uh, you know, I'm going to, I don't want to break your secret. I want to steal your secret. Like, nah, dude. Um, yeah. or, or, uh, hungry, hungry crab meta. Right. Um, it's not my jam personally, but, uh, I think what do you know? What do you guys think? I think as a like a, as an off meta guy, I'm usually trying to play. I'm usually find myself playing a polarized deck that's targeting something. So like my my deck's pattern of play is targeting a particular weakness in a deck that I'm seeing a lot of. So like it's it's for an example, like I had a ton of fun towards the end of Stormwind playing Jade Druid because I was just absolutely crushing Odd Hunters. I was gaining too much armor. I could play funny stuff. Like I could play like, you know, like Jade Behemoth. Like when was the last time you guys saw Jade Behemoth <laughs> on ladder? I could play an Aya um, because those cards were fun. And because the strengths of my deck were balancing out with, you know, were, were so strong against the decks that I was seeing that I was trying to counter that I could get away with that. So like I try to do a little bit of that where like I'll, I'll, I'll pick like a polarized deck that has some weaknesses and then like sprinkle in a little bit of fun um, to keep myself interested, but also still serving a function. Yeah. Yeah. Like for myself, I'm not a big, you know, I'm going to tech exactly towards what I'm seeing in the past. I've played a lot of aggressive decks and the one thing that i have included in the past is silence right so well it's not like necessarily big now i saw a question in chat earlier like hey you're versing mechs how do you do that without including silence well right now it's just be faster right like like you can a lot of the time when I verse like mech paladin in the past, it was clear all the mechs, clear them all, make sure they can't magnetize. Sometimes that can also be a trap, right? If you are sending all of your damage into these mechs, guess what? All that damage was supposed to go face. Mm -hmm. At a certain point in time, uh, a spellbreaker or an owl isn't the worst idea, right? Yeah, I you know, I like these universal tech cards. Actually, one of the new cards is fairly good. Um, the sh oh, the silence all or whatever the the shellfish shell face sea star face God let's, I'm gonna just have to look it up because I'm gonna just butcher it or somebody in chat <laughs> can help me what is it shell face starfish whatever it's called but the beauty of of uh, a silence card is it isn't necessarily you know like a hungry crab or um, like we're not targeting murlocs we're not targeting pirates we're not targeting a certain thing. With the silence, like at a certain point, if you are running into a certain thing over and over again, like when I was when Q block was a thing and I was playing an aggressive deck and your big void daddy ended up coming out of the void caller, well, guess what? I could silence it and I could just keep going face. Right. So like at that point in time, running myself a spellbreaker in a pirate warrior was just fine. And so when you're seeing things like that, I think it's completely okay to put in more of a, a universal thing. You can silence this. You can silence something else. It doesn't even need to be a taunt. It can be something that just has a persisting effect that's buffing the rest of your minions, like a, a Murloc war leader, like whatever it is, you're silencing something, right? So I think that's okay. I don't think you always want to jump to just do it instantly. But if you're facing, you know, a meta with taunts and you're an aggressive deck, give her, throw in a silence. I don't think that's yeah. a big deal at all. Well, and I, I love that because it's, you know, it's universal, like, cool, you can use it. And, and worst case scenario, it's a it's a four three, right? Yeah, that's the thing. It's it's got aggressive stats. 
so yeah. why not? Yeah. And so I, you know, I don't feel bad dropping something like this, that it's like, Hey, cool. I could use this for just about anything. Uh, yeah. and that makes me, you know, feel less bad about playing a funky tech card. Uh, the new tradables are good tech cards too oh, because dude, yes. one mana cycle a card like you don't rough rod bike like there's no reason to ever like we used to argue what was better sticky fingers or um was it corrosive ooze the three three that like yeah yeah was trying to do. now it's just like, yeah viper is great and like it doesn't matter like, if you, you know you don't even have to feel bad for playing a goofy tech card because it's just a tradable yeah, exchange uh, it for one mana for something else, or just rip it and you get a three, four in stats. Right. Yeah. Right. Or like the I run the um I run the silence tradable in my even hunter. Yeah. It's a four mana three four. And it's like, all right, this has utility or it helps even out my curve. Yeah. Well, and I saw people when um when there was a lot of Mozaki running around or some of the other combo stuff that like, cool. I, I'm I'm looking for my combo, I can trade. Or if I want to go all in, like I can play it for spell damage if I want to, if I need that little extra boost. Um, And, and so having that utility is, is fantastic. And so there's, I mean, there you go. I guess there's the other part to it. It's like utility versus like, you know, weird tech choice. Uh, It's just that, you know, the more you can get out of your card, uh, you just, you make it last a little bit longer. I like that. I like that. Um, one thing I do want to point people towards, like if you're having a hard time coming up with stuff to play or whatever it is, there are some really good resources. Um, I, you know, a lot of us here are kind of, you know, salty old veterans, but if you don't know, you're looking for, for cards to play. Um, there are some really great websites. HS replay is, is one of my favorite places. Um, you can see what's good in standard and wild and wherever else to kind of uh, pull deck lists from, but it shows you how many people are playing. It shows you, um, the list it shows you the win percent it helps you with mulligans to show what the you know the win rate is depending on cards in the mulligan or, or cards drawn uh and it's all data driven which is cool um the other places for for deck lists uh, vicious syndicate.com tempostorm.com um but we've got friends that work for both uh big shout out to rotted zombie i saw a post earlier today that they're uh putting their tempo storm meta snapshot on hold for a few days to um let the uh, the nerfs coming out on Tuesday take take hold, and I really appreciate that they they do just an incredible uh, a job with all that. And so big big thank you. Uh, links are in the show notes, but if you guys are interested, check that out. The other place, um, like like Arkham is saying in the chat here, is our Discord. Uh, we've got a whole bunch of lists that we share all the time, and and there's kind of a variety. You know, some are competitive, some are memes, some are achievement decks, right? That we share all the time. But if I'm I'm looking for something very specific. Um, I get tons of I get tons tons of uh, lists from from the Discord as well. So uh, and again, uh, you want to find that? Go to our website. Um, scroll all the way down to the bottom. There's all of our contact info. And there's links there. It's free to join. Super fun. Lots of nice people. So, anyways, I don't know. A- a- any final thoughts before we kind of start wrapping things up a little bit? Hearthstonedex.net. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it? Hearthstone. Dash. Dex, dash net. Oh, is that I, is that I, neon I site? Exactly. Neon site. Yeah. Neon yeah. site's really good. Neon, That's my yeah, go-to. And, and uh, I click on that website pretty much almost every day to see what's up. Neon does a great job. Also, Six um, J told me with dual stuff. If you're looking to yeah. to play, there's great there's great ah. resources and. On my Google Chrome, I have that saved. I have the duels link literally on the top of my screen <laughs> from Neon Site, the That's duels great. tab. It is there because I click on it all the time. Um, nice, nice, nice. Well, I just added it to the show notes as well. So yeah, there's some great resources for for anyone looking to check stuff out. And you know what? Finally, uh, it's it's very hard to give kind of one size fits all answers to these these very like weighty questions. There's some philosophical things and. Uh, you know, we could talk for, for hours and hours about this, but, um, you know, as, as we get into, uh, like 1 a.m. Eastern time, right? <laughs> uh, um, not quite, almost midnight. Oh, oh, okay. That's not too bad then. We're okay. Um, but anyways, anyways, uh, I, I would say though, if you're interested in, in your specific questions or wanting to interact, the discord is great. Co-ops are great. I think that there's a, uh, 
you know, a great opportunity to discuss and learn. Uh, I, I know, you know, sometimes people think of uh, co-op gaming as, as like cheating, but I think that if they're used as a as a learning tool, learning experience to talk through and actually, uh, you know, you, you gain quite a bit from it. And I love uh, surrounding myself with people who are better than I am. And that's how you learn, you know, and, and so... Uh, and, and have fun as well. It's good, you know, good discussion and, and made a lot of friends that way as well. So anyways, good times, good times. Shmoopy, I love having you on the show. You're lots of fun. Yeah, uh, I love being here. <laughs> hey, Are so we, got- we, we got a, we got a, a listener challenge though that I want to talk about. I think we wanted to, I mean, well, sorry. Any final thoughts before we move on? I don't, I don't want to cut anybody off. No, I'm no, good. I want to make sure it's my turn to read. <laughs> Yeah, you, 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 you take it away. I'm good. All right, I was I was scrambling because my bat my my phone battery is at like four percent, and I'm like, where's oh, the doc no. shared? Where's the doc shared? All, all right, right, all right. Let's. I'll, so, I'll tell you what. If I mean, if I'll you do, want, I can explain. I can explain what yeah, last week's challenge right was. In front of me. I, I I got a solution. I'll all do right. my best. Sheet. I'll do my best sheet. All right. Last week's challenge: most gain spell damage applied to Naga minions. And then the largest damage from one arcane spell to the opponent. Our yeah. winner was Ulticon with two 30 spell damage Nagas on a, is that Siphon Mana? On a Siphon Mana. Oh, dude, this was crazy. So, so we had screenshots here and I, I, there was, there were screenshots in the discord. And we're like, how in the world did you do this? Number one, I think we, we made a little bit of a, of a, a boo-boo here. Because uh, as it turns out, there are almost no arcane spells that do face damage. Uh, there's like two, um, uh, maybe a couple more than that. What is it? Arcane shot, I think, from from Hunter. Uh, but it's super difficult to get spell damage in Hunter. And yeah. and uh, I've got Siphon Mana here. We we're looking for options in in Shaman, and like they just don't exist. Uh, there's some, there's a couple of arcane spells, but like they don't go face. They don't go face. They don't do you know. And uh, so we were asking Ulticon, like, how in the world did you do this? Uh, and so what Ulticon did was, uh, if that uh, the Mage Legendary Agewin, that when it dies, it gives spell damage to your other stuff, yep. and uh, shuffling in a handful of those. So there was two Nagas played, and ended up with. Uh, each one of them did 30 had 30 plus 30 spell damage so two of those and then the siphon mana for 62 two two mana deal 62 damage <laughs> meta breaker hey <laughs> most excellent <laughs> right in the face right uh, <laughs> right in the face like fucking insects yeah so this was rad. Uh, so Ulticon, GGs, congrats! You uh, are the big winner here. This this uh, accomplishment will be immortalized in the Hall of Fame on our website. So if you go to our website, borntobewildhs.com, you click on the Hall of Fame. It shows not only what this week's weekly challenge is, but it shows all of our past winners as well. And you can see what the challenge was. You can see the screenshots. So they, there's some crazy things. And uh, you know, back when I kind of wanted to list, hey, who won? But but the screenshots are too good not to share, uh, because how often do you see a, t- a two mana deal sixty two damage? Like you, you got to see this to believe it. So incredible! Well, great, great work, Ulticon. Two packs on us. We'll reach out via Discord and uh, absolute congratulations. Uh, but you know, so so we have a you know weekly challenge every week, and Schmoopy has uh, has helped come up with the one for this week. I, I jokingly yeah. said, uh, "All right, is it going to pl- be a uh, play play four Boulder Fist Ogres on the same turn?" <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, you know, listen, listen. Uh, greatest stats for the cost was an excellent challenge, uh, but I I thought I made a a a more tame challenge this week. But I I think I like with the this. nerds coming Tuesday, it's going to be uh, it's going to be e- twice as challenging. Um, this week's challenge is the wildest interaction or pattern of play. Using Switcheroo and Kalthos, same deck. Oh what do you do with them? You can play them the same turn, different turns, but your combo has to use both as critical pieces. Our favorite wins. Um, so I have I have 
something in mind that I'm going to do for the challenge, not that I can win the packs, but just to sort of give an example of something stupid you could do with both. Um, uh, I, I that I'm going to try out on ladder because I'm insane, I guess. So, <laughs> I don't know if you, you know what I, of insanity. If if you um, if you if you try to participate after Tuesday, you're gonna have to do it in standard. <laughs> it's true. It's true. So you can do oh, this but, in standard but no, but or no. wild or casual. You know, I mean, no, you know, no, wait, wait. Obviously, cancer against friends or the innkeeper because you know, no, no, Kelthus in in uh, standard though. So, so you just yeah. have to you just have to hurry then. There you Ooh, go. Just gotta go. <laughs> just gotta go fast. So come up with your fast. ideas, make them degenerate, uh, make them funny or make them really cool or, you know, whatever. Because I don't think, oh, I don't think Kelthos plus switcheroo is, <laughs> I don't think Kelthos plus switcheroo is very good, but um, it should be a blast. I like I it. I like it. Yeah, that's great. Well, I'm I'm interested to see, you know, what kind of crazy combos people can come up with. I think it'll be an absolute blast and we we may have to, you know. We'll we'll try to get this posted tonight so people can expedite. Cause uh, yeah, you it's got to be between now and Tuesday, really. Well, Tuesday at what? Ten, like a weekend. <laughs> ten a.m. Yeah. It's gonna be. A t- you know, when we we were talking about this stuff yesterday, it's like we, I didn't think that these nerfs were coming this fast. I mean, we thought we'd see an announcement pretty soon, but uh, but you know what? It is what it is. You do it do it fast, and and I'll post it in the Discord tonight. So if anyone wants to get started on it, we can do it right away. And um, I was always posted in the weekly challenges channel on the discord so we can see those amazing screenshots. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Real quick. Um, I, yeah, I think you, you already said this, right? Uh, but yeah, uh, join the discord post in the weekly challenges channel. We'll announce the winner on next week's show. Uh, Shmoopy's going to, we'll get roped into helping us decide the, the winner because uh, this is definitely a, a subjective one, but the winner will get two packs uh, on us and be immortalized in the Hall of Fame on our website. And so, fun, so fun we times have, we have. Um, Shmoopy Judgy. <laughs> <laughs> Shmoopy Judgy good. Shmoopy Judgy good. By the way, I loved your balloon post earlier. That uh, was just so, like, it was, uh, it was so wholesome. Shmoopy's busted, man. Shmoopy's busted. So, like, long story short, because I don't want the episode to go on too, too much longer. But, you know, like my, you know, typical parent things, we're trying to get someplace. Chaos is raining. My kid's like, I don't want to let go of this balloon. We have a really high ceiling. Every year we have birthday balloons. We let our kids put their balloons up in the ceiling and they live there for a while. Then they come down. Um, It was my daughter's birthday in April. And my son was like really attached to this one balloon, didn't want to let go of it. And I'm like, dude, I don't know what to tell you. And he's like, but my hand's getting tired. I'm like, figure it out. So I, you know, I went in the other room, do something. I come back out. He goes, I found a solution. And he had like this little like UPS, like mail truck that with like a bottom door. And he figured out that if he slid the string into the door and closed it, it wasn't going to go anywhere. Nice. And it stays like that and has stayed like that through vacations, through like, it's been like months now where this balloon is just hanging out at ground level in my kid's truck. So like future physics daddy very happy future future engineer in the family. Um, I guess I'll have to pay for his therapy, but other than that, like he's gonna be making bank. I love it. Engineering school therapy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. Well, what a high note to end on. I think that's that's wonderful. Um, all right, friends. Well, that wraps it up for this week's show. Thank you all for joining us. It was a it was a long episode, but there was a lot to talk about. And I think we had a great time. Thank you, Schmoopy Daddy, for joining us. It's always a pleasure to have you. You provide a some a lot of fun and a lot of unique insights. So thank you so much for for hanging out with us on this uh, Friday night when you could be doing something better. I don't know, probably washing dishes and watching Twitch, honestly. Watching you guys. Uh, maybe even go. falling asleep. I don't, I don't know. It was great but to have you on. Having me. Love being here. Uh, I have a Twitter now. So if, if yeah. you guys want to follow me on Twitter, ShubiDaddyHS, I'm, I'm, I'm out there. I forget exactly how I spelled it. Uh, get close. You'll probably find me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll post it in the show notes. He's on Discord and, and anywhere else you want to uh, hang out, definitely. Well, uh, thanks. Thanks again, friends. Thank you, everyone who's uh, 
been been hanging out here in in the, the Twitch chat tonight. Um, Armor, No Life King, Arkham Cookie, Lee. It's good to see you and, and everyone else who's here. Thank you so much, and and to all of our friends uh, listening to the audio versions or um, you know watching this on YouTube. Thank you all so much, and uh, we'll uh, see you again next week. Another new episode of Born to Be Wild. Have a good night, everybody. <laughs> oh dear, have a good one. <laughs> Rory had to get the last word in.